amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Ryan Gorman here with Dana McKay and James Berlander. And now for an update on the situation along the southern border. Let's go to Allie Bradley, News Nation border correspondent, who you can watch on News Nation. Find all of her reporting at newsnationnow.com and follow her on X for the latest at Allie Bradley TV. Allie, it's great to talk to you. And it's been a minute. So, first of all, what are we seeing right now along the southern border? What's the situation like there? From the big picture perspective, we have certainly seen that slight decrease like we see every year. But, Ryan, those numbers are starting to climb back up again. And they're happening, for the most part, west of Texas. Texas has basically fortified its border. The Biden administration basically handed them a victory last week and not responding to their request for proof of ownership of some of that property that they seized, right? So the Biden administration didn't respond. So kind of walked away from that fight with Abbott pretty quietly. But Abbott is ramping things up. He just announced he's making a forward operating base that's going to house about 2,300 troops. We know governors from Georgia, from we know South Dakota, from Florida, from, from all these different areas are sending National Guard soldiers to help fortify and create these kind of um, operating centers. And here's why. The numbers are down in Texas. They've fallen pretty substantially. We saw them go down to around 200 a day. They've jumped now. We're seeing them around 500 a day again. So they've, they've doubled. They're, they're creeping back up. But what they're getting ready for is the not if, but when those numbers will eventually return to Texas. They're preparing for that kind of spring surge that we see every year. So that's kind of why they have all hands on deck, despite only seeing between two and 500 people a day. Now you look at where we are seeing the problems, and we got to see it from the, from the sky while we were out there with Cochise County Sheriff. We're down in Cochise County right now, which sits in a little pocket of the Tucson sector. The Tucson sector is the busiest sector and has been for quite a while now down along the southern border. That is the southeast corner of Arizona, of course. And what's different here and what makes it really, really unsettling for law enforcement is this is not a sector where they normally are coming over and self-surrendering like we're seeing right now by the hundreds, right? They don't really have the resources or infrastructure or manpower to deal with what is happening in the Tucson sector. Here, what they are tasked with every day are pursuits and people trying to evade law enforcement. They were seeing about two to 10 a day pursuits. Now they're telling me they're seeing those numbers go even higher because more people are crossing, yes, and that means more people eventually are going to try to evade as well. So that's what we're seeing right here. And we really got to see that where the wall starts, where it ends, who built different portions of that wall. Just about every administration, Ryan, has had some kind of wall structure. Uh, we saw President Bush has a big black iron wall that runs through a lot of the Del Rio sector. We saw President Obama has a 17 to 18 foot wall. It's basically the starter of the Trump wall. It's just a little shorter. And then you obviously saw that big Trump law. It's about 30 feet. But here's the thing. It's not a one-size-fits-all approach. Just like a lot of lawmakers say the legislation shouldn't be a one-size-fits-all approach because every sector has different needs and different responsibilities. So here in the Tucson sector, again, you're seeing gotaways. You're seeing people run through, you know, the brush and through ranches and evading. 
in Eagle Pass, you're obviously seeing people cross a river and self-surrender. And the long and short of it is this. Yes, Governor Abbott has fortified Texas, but people are going to take the path of least resistance. Arizona's not fighting this much outside of Sheriff Daniels and Sheriff Mark Lamb in Pinal County. You don't see a lot of fights in Arizona, and there's no river, Ryan. It's very cold right now. So in order to travel more safely, Arizona is the prime spot right now. And again, there's nobody pushing them out of Arizona. And then you have San Diego also seeing a, a pretty substantial increase as well. Um, so let me, I can just get into the numbers right sure. here. We've already, we've already seen over a million encounters. So a million point zero eight basically since October 1st. Okay. So this is up, up to date. Um, when you look at that same time frame for last year, we were looking at 982,000. So pretty big jump, right? Of 1 million from 982,000. But when you look at the sector differentiations, that's where it's wild because while that number didn't change that dramatically, the trajectory of the migrant pathways did because last year at this time, the El Paso sector was leading handedly and then Del Rio, then Rio Grande Valley, and then Tucson sector, okay? Tucson sector last year, 104,000. That's, that's a lot for this time frame for a couple of months, right? You want to know where the Tucson sector is right now while we're speaking? 282,000. Mm. Compare that to 104,000. So that is that very clear shift yeah. in, in the migrant encounters, right? So that is where they're going right now. And that is the easier spot. San Diego, same thing. And we're seeing a lot of people come in and you know what's going on? They're coming in from special interest countries in these corridors because the Sinaloa cartel is running them. And the Sinaloa cartel is a big dog and they want to make the most money. And the money makers are going to be people that are paying $21,000 because they came in from China. We're joined now by News Nation border correspondent Allie Bradley with an update on the situation along the southern border. Just to follow up on that last point, do we know why there's been such a big increase in migrants coming to the southern border from China? I think it's interesting, right? Because I don't think anybody's been able to pinpoint why, why, why play in the CPC right now? What's going on, right? We know there's issues, but why now? Why are we seeing, you know, a thousand percent increase over what we even saw last year, right? I mean, we're seeing a massive increase when it comes to migrants from China. And what else is crazy is they're only entering into the San Diego sector. We're not seeing Chinese migrants in other sectors. It's just that pocket where they're coming in. And again, the cartel is controlling all this movement. What I'm told is that Sinaloa is running that and people from China are paying upwards of $20,000 to get in. So they want those migrants from China to enter in that space because they want the money. They want to control that route. And that's exactly what's happening. At the end of the day, it should be the conversation we are all having because this last month, Christopher Ray, the FBI director, had made it very clear that China is a national security threat to the United States. Heck, he called it the greatest right. national security threat to the United States, right? Well, I've had these conversations then with Border Patrol. Did you know this? Chinese migrants are not designated as special interest countries. They did not come from a special interest country, despite our FBI director saying that country is our greatest national security threat. The reason being politics. They're, these individuals that are coming across the border from China should theoretically, because they come from a country that doesn't necessarily play well with us in some cases, right? They should go through maybe a little additional screening. That's yeah. what a special interest country will get you. If you come in from Azerbaijan, 
you're getting a little bit extra time with that agent to have a conversation. They're not getting that extra pass because they're not from a special interest country. Allie Bradley, News Nation border correspondent with the latest on the border crisis. That number that you gave us earlier, the million encounters since October, does that consist mostly of migrants who are coming to the southern border and turning themselves in, looking to seek asylum? Is it more migrants coming to the southern border and trying to evade capture, trying to get away from Border Patrol, but being caught in the process? Do we have any idea? the breakdown yeah so it's it's tough right now for sure to have a good grip on the gotaways right we don't that's always a variable we never really know until we know mm-hmm. and that has to come from dhs and they're not releasing those numbers obviously so here's what i will tell you about the gotaways so when you see more migrant encounters where they are coming over and self-surrendering you're ultimately going to get more people that are trying to not self-surrender it's just the way math works it's just the way things work more people are crossing some of those people are going to splinter off and come in another way because they don't have a, a, they have something that would prevent them from coming in through an open door, right? So you're going to have more people evading, but here's the thing. You don't have the data and the statistics when you remove the tracking devices. There were 12 aerostat balloons in the air. There are now, I believe, only four, maybe fewer. And the one here in the Cochise County was down today. For God knows what reason, I don't know. That's a tracking device that counts people that can see people using thermal imaging and other things. Now, it's astronomical to operate when it comes to financially, but it does track gotaways. You, you talk about agents being able to watch cameras. You talk about those cameras even working in the first place. You go into the Del Rio sector, those agents tell me those cameras don't even work. It's a false sense of security. So they're not counting. So if you can't count them, then how do you get the statistics? So right now, that that statistic is very variable. But I will say that we are seeing those numbers for migrant encounters go up. And we are seeing about the same every single month crossing at a port of entry, which I guess would be deemed a a more legal entry at this juncture. That is using the CBP-1 app. We're seeing still about 1,750 a day coming through our ports of entry. So that's kind of the breakdown. You've got, you know, over a million um, who have entered in since October 1st, you're seeing 1,750 a day that are coming through the port. Um, that is, those are counted in the million, uh, those 1,750. But the breakout of that, they had 282,000 in this sector, this, you know, over the last couple of weeks or whatever, it might be the last couple of months. Well, then that information when it comes to uh, the gotaways and the other sectors, like that is all going to be variable too. So it's hard, it's hard to know with the gotaways. Um, but we'll keep an eye. We'll figure it out. 600,000 was last fiscal year. Uh, so I would be, I would be willing to bet, and I'm not a betting man, um, that those gotaways are probably much higher, Ryan, than we even know, because again, you need the manpower and you need the technology to count it. And if you don't count it, then you're not going to have the statistics to back it up. News Nation border correspondent Allie Bradley live along the southern border. Again, you can watch her on News Nation. Find all of her reporting at NewsNationNow.com. And make sure you follow her for up-to-the-minute information on all of this at Allie Bradley TV on X. Allie, really appreciate the time and insight. Thanks again for coming on. Thank you. Always a pleasure. If you missed it yesterday, we were talking about former President Donald Trump selling some sneakers. They're going for big money. $399. I mean, they are gold. They are. uh, But on the secondary market, uh, (laughs) going for even more. We're going to have that story for you a little bit later. But uh, I learned of 
a deal that President Joe Biden made with Skechers to sell some shoes to compete with Donald Trump. And if you missed that, we had exclusive audio of a commercial that Joe Biden cut. Uh, Exclusive those, audio. The Skechers slip-ons. Uh, you can check that out uh, on Instagram, on Facebook, on TikTok, on YouTube. You can find us everywhere to search for Ryan Gorman Show to check out that video. I'll tell you how expensive food prices have been lately. Uh, I am no longer buying the free-range eggs. Seriously? Yeah, I'm, I've gone to the sweatshop eggs uh, <laughs> oh, no. in order to afford them. <laughs> wow. uh, but could food prices finally be dropping a bit? Let's go to the hotline and bring in our national correspondent, Aaron Real, whose report's brought to you by Mark Spain Real Estate. So, Aaron, will I finally be able to go back to my bougie eggs sometime soon? Wait, I love that you call them sweatshop eggs. That's hysterical. <laughs> um, I'm going to start using actually. that. Can I? That, that's too good. Um, long story short, basically... Food is cooling in terms of the inflation, but it's still rising. So we had seen almost double-digit increases for the last, what was it, seven straight quarters. This is according to PepsiCo. They raised double-digit percentages. And then at the end of last year, 2023, they only raised 9%, so not something to celebrate. But what we're seeing is that milder cost increases on ingredients and also people like yourself finally pushing back. Actually, you're a great example of yeah. what the food industry overall is seeing. People are just like, no, they're not buying the things anymore. They're making major changes. They're looking for value. So there's a return to normal in terms of pricing. That This is what is likely going to happen. This is according to Walmart, Coca-Cola, PepsiCo, all the big players. Now, normal looks like a 2 to 3% increase every year so inflation is still here it is not going anywhere but it doesn't mean that it's going to be this out of control inflation at the market that we've seen for so long yeah i was all about my chickens roaming free the organic this and now it's like give me the pesticides like whatever uh it's just it's too expensive the chickens living in very crowded living conditions all on top of each yeah, other it's, it's it's not good housing <laughs> nothing i can do about that uh so Basically, the rate of inflation on this stuff is slowing down, but the prices, they remain elevated. We haven't seen a lot of deflation yet. Yes, exactly. Uh, we haven't seen any deflation. Mm -hmm. So we're seeing lower inflation, which is kind of across the entire you know, economy, companies are following the rest of the economy back to more moderate pricing um, and food commodities, things like beef, um, grains and, and some dairy, they have been easing. So we know that inflation right now is at 3.1%. This is at the start of this year. It's down from its summer 2022 peak of 9.1%. Food prices matched. And now we're finally seeing a readjustment, but that doesn't mean that it's decreasing precipitously. Yeah. And this is the trouble with inflation it goes up and it very rarely ever comes back down kind of the best we can hope for is wage growth to match it right all right our national correspondent aaron real with us this morning aaron appreciate the update thanks so much thanks have a good day and that issue right there is why you see the view of the economy the way you do and all the different uh, public surveys that are being done right now now let's get to more of the biggest stories making news this morning we're joined now by our national correspondent rory o'neill whose report is brought to you by mark spain real estate so rory there have been a couple of big business deals announced over the past few days and let's start with capital one buying discover I'm assuming that means if you have a Discover card and you've racked up some debt, that it just gets wiped out with this buyout now, right? No. 
<laughs> Wishful thinking. Yeah, right. it's not how it works. Yeah. Yeah. No, not a whole lot is going to change, I think, for the consumer. But behind the house, uh, yeah, it's this is a big deal in that essentially it's going to allow for the creation of sort of a new American Express. Um, because this way, Capital One won't have to pay MasterCard and Visa pennies every swipe and every tap and every transaction, which adds up to hundreds of millions of dollars a year. Mm. Instead, you could, if you merge Capital One, say you used all of their travel programs and some of the cash back and cash opportunities you have with Discover, and then you do it all in-house, they could actually lower some of the transaction fees at Discover uh, in order to entice more stores to sign on and help the consumer. It's interesting that Capital One bought out Discover and not the other way around. Well, Capital One's had, I'd rather Discover has had some accounting issues over the years and is not as strong, but it just shows you what a powerhouse uh, the banking at Capital One yeah. is because they have, you know, it's a, it's a bank. So not only does it have a huge credit card business, that does something like $600 billion of transactions a year. I mean, it's some ridiculous number. Uh, so it has that and it has uh, you know, deposits, CDs, business loans, mortgages, that that sort of thing. Uh, so that it's a much more powerful financial institution than Discover. And the other big buyout, Walmart purchasing Vizio. Yeah, so Vizio, the TV company, you may see them. They typically sell pretty affordable televisions, let's put it that way. Um, but this gives Walmart a foot into direct advertising. So actually, it's going to make Walmart a bit more like Amazon. It wants to become a media and advertising giant the same way Amazon is by providing ads directly to you through their TVs. So Vizio now, it's basically going to be like the Walmart brand of TVs? Pretty much. Now, I doubt they'll change their name. Yeah. Um, you know, or maybe they maybe they'll change it to something entirely different. But I doubt you'll see Walmart branded on it. Uh, instead, they, Walmart wants to sort of act behind the scenes, like you don't see Amazon advertised, you know, as a as a product. But uh, they certainly then sell the advertising uh, to companies that want to reach you. Yeah, because Amazon, I think I'm pretty sure they actually have a line of their. TVs. They have a line of literally they everything. They really do. Yeah. Everything. <laughs> yeah. Walmart's got a little catching up to do if they're going down. I just got one stolen off my front porch yesterday. Seriously? Not a TV. An, Am an Amazon product. Yeah. A porch pirate I struck? Got, yeah. Well, I had I had a packet, a box, and then, you know, those foamy envelope things? Yeah. Literally, I had ordered pens. It was just because I, I, I don't know. I, put, I always put a bunch of things in and then finally check out like once every couple of weeks and say, okay. Anyway, the foam package thing had gel pens in it five dollars and 68 cents somebody came and, so and they stole left, them they left the big box they left the big box but they took the white envelope thing. did you catch them on your ring video doorbell camera uh which is also a product of amazon no i don't i did not <laughs> I don't have a doorbell. they probably didn't want to carry the package they just figured out oh, just take this right? I was like, yeah. well, they got the light. Pens. well living it up with your gel pens baby <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're joined by our national correspondent, Rory O'Neill. Another story you're covering this morning. We've got some results of a new study on men and women's brains. What were the findings? Yeah, they're different. Uh, that's really <laughs> the really? finding from Stanford University. Uh, they've actually done this research. What actually, they, they used AI uh, to study MRIs, uh, about 1,500 of them. And by the time the AI learned, it could 
determine, oh, that's the brain of a man, oh, that's the brain of a woman, uh, with more than 90% accuracy based on a couple of nuances, I guess is the best way to describe it, in what they call the default mode network that's uh, thought to control the area of self and is important for introspection mm. and the limbic system as well, which regulates emotion. Because um, broadly speaking, men seem to have stronger visual and spatial awareness and better working memory. Women tend to be better at reading comprehension, writing ability, and on average, have a good long-term memory. Oh boy, do they have yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, we do. That's right, yeah, <laughs> that, that AI saw the emotional center of the brain light up, saw the nagging center, and it was like, that's a, that's a woman's brain right there. <laughs> Yeah, yep. didn't don't even need AI to, now, to recognize now, that. Is that from now? The question is: Is that from birth, or is that through nurturing? Is that done by society? Is does that change when hormones are you know, released in the brain at puberty? That they are not exactly sure of is whether or not this is societal uh, or biological. That's something that still needs to be explored. Oh, but they do operate differently. It's biological. Yeah, it's from birth. Yeah. If uh, if a baby <laughs> if a, a, a baby girl could talk, trust me. <laughs> You'd, you'd get it. Uh, Rory O'Neill, our national correspondent with us this morning. Rory, appreciate the update. Thanks so much. Thanks, Ryan. Ryan Gorman here with Dana McKay and James Berlander. In a moment, we're going to get to some new details on a story that we've been following here on the show involving a missing Florida woman, Anna Knezevich, who disappeared under mysterious circumstances over in Europe. Our next guest has some new developments with that case. We're joined now by senior national correspondent for News Nation. Brian Enton. You can follow him on X at Brian Enton. And he's also host of the brand new show Crime Nation, which premiered on the CW last night. You can watch Crime Nation Tuesday nights at eight on the CW. Brian, thanks so much for coming on. Before we get to the Anna Knezevich developments, I want to talk about the case that you covered last night on the premiere of Crime Nation, the Delphi murders. Yeah, the Delphi murders, Ryan. It's good to be with you as always on Crime Nation. New show is super, super cool. They're two-hour episodes uh, on these these true crime cases, which is pretty rare. You know, most of the crime shows are an hour, so we really dive deep for two hours every Tuesday at eight o'clock on on the CW. And uh, last night was the Delphi episode, which is just that awful murder in Indiana where those two young girls, Abby and Libby, were killed. It's been seven years now, uh, and there still hasn't been a, a trial. There, there's a guy named Richard Allen who is the suspect who is, is set to go to trial. But what we uncovered last night, I mean, it's amazing when you, when you, when you take a deep dive into these cases, a ton of new elements about why that might be the wrong suspect. We had some exclusive interviews uh, sort of pointing the finger at other people who may be involved. So uh, definitely check it out. They, they stream it on the CW app, um, start streaming today, the day after it airs. So it was, uh, it was a pretty incredible episode. So what other types of crimes and cases are you going to be covering on the show? Yeah, so there's 10 episodes um, all together. And uh, all the big cases that you've probably heard of over the last couple of years that I've covered, um, you know, the Idaho case where the, where the students were murdered there, Gabby Petito, uh, Lori Vallow, um, and the Gilgo uh, murders. But, but again, what's interesting is, even for me, it's like I came at this like, well, man, I already, I already know about these cases. Like, are we just doing a redo here? And then I realized the premise behind the whole thing was to just dig and dig and dig. And we took months and months and months and, and dug into some of these cases that are years old. And every single episode, you'll see there's going to be new stuff that you learn, new interviews, people who never spoke before. Because when you come at it a couple years later, you know, the people who don't want to talk initially when something right. happens, 
um, they sort of ease up. And we were able to, we found that a lot and we were able to get a lot of new information that way. And we're still learning a lot of new information about the Gabby Petito case. I mean, new details keep coming out from these depositions in this civil case. It's like something new almost every day over the past week. Yeah, that's a really good example. It's like, it was sort of like Gabby Petito case closed. What more could we learn? And then you write the depositions with the laundry parents. We keep having to update the episode for Crime Nation because it's like bombshell after bombshell keeps coming out. Um, and that civil trial, I mean, set to, set to start, I think, a couple months from now, um, is really going to be something. I mean, there's just, like you said, there's, there's a lot of new info coming out there about what the parents knew. We're joined now by News Nation senior national correspondent Brian Enton, who's also host of the brand new show on the CW called Crime Nation. You can watch it Tuesday nights at eight. So, Brian, a story that we've been covering here on the show, and I know you've been following very closely as well. The disappearance of Anna Knezevich, a Florida woman who's gone missing over in Europe. What's the latest reporting that you have on that case? Yeah, that's another wild story. A woman from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Uh, you know, was going through a rough, rocky marriage, uh, planning on getting divorced. She went out to Spain to spend time with friends and just disappeared. Some really frightening elements to that, where she was saying the security cameras were spray painted over. Um, Chris Cuomo, actually, of News Nation, came to me first guy. He found out about it before anyone had some kind of tip and said, you know, you got to get out there and investigate. And actually, I'm, I'm, I live in Fort Lauderdale. Like, that's where my house is. So I went right over there. And, uh, you know, she, she still hasn't been found. We had her um, husband, who, you know, she's in the process of getting divorced from, uh, David. His, his attorney came on News Nation last night um, and basically just said, look, the husband is cooperating. He's now in Serbia. He's originally from Serbia. He went back to Serbia. There were a lot of questions about, you know, why hasn't he gone to Spain? Why isn't he actively trying to look for her? And the lawyer basically said, look, he's doing all he can. He's cooperating with the FBI and the Spanish authorities. So, that's one we're going to have to keep a really close eye on. And one of the mysterious aspects of this case is that the messages that Anna Knezevich sent her friends, her friends don't think she's the one who sent them. Yeah, that was one of the big red flags, Ryan, from the beginning. You know, we get a lot of these cases tipped to us, these missing cases. And that was the one of the red flags where I thought, OK, there's there's something bad going on here. Basically, her she was texting her friends from her phone. She's Colombian originally. She's an American citizen, but she's Colombian. She speaks perfect Spanish. And she was texting her friends using like Google Translate. Like they could tell because they're also Spanish. They could tell that it wasn't, it was like broken Spanish. It was like me trying to text in Spanish. I don't speak Spanish, you know? And so they knew right away, um, this isn't her. Like this doesn't make any sense. She wouldn't be typing to us in Spanish using Google Translate. Uh, and so they think someone else got a hold of her phone who doesn't speak Spanish and was using it to, to message them. And we do know that she was on the dating app Bumble and there were some connections there. But we don't know if that's maybe where she met somebody who perhaps was sending those messages. There's a lot that we still don't know. Yeah, the Bumble element, she was um, and it was in the police report in, in uh, Madrid that she had been on Bumble. Uh, her friend confirmed that. But we don't know. There's no indication she was actually meeting anyone. I mean, you know, she had been separated from her husband for quite some time, months and months and months. Um, so we don't know if she was just kind of browsing on there or may have actually met someone uh, that we don't know. But, yeah, the Bumble, that, that has been confirmed by the friend.
Brian Enton, senior national correspondent for News Nation. You can watch him on News Nation. Find all of his reporting at newsnationnow.com. You can also follow him on X at Brian Enton. And of course, watch him now on Crime Nation on the CW Tuesday nights at eight. Brian, always appreciate the time. Thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me, Ryan. I appreciate it. The Ryan Gorman Show, 5 to 9, every weekday morning on News Radio WFLA. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com.